Hello and welcome to the Pro Football Network Miami Dolphins podcast. I'm your host, Matt Infante, joined as always by Adam H. Beasley. Uh, the Dolphins are back home after their week-long stay in Germany, Adam, where they nearly came all the way back from falling behind 21-0 against the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Potential game-winning drive fell short. Uh, the story of the 2023 Miami Dolphins continues to be their inability to beat the NFL's top teams. or At least that's what the narrative seems to be. What say you, Adam? Yeah, I mean, facts are facts, and they absolutely have beaten up on teams that aren't going to go to the playoffs. Uh, they had a close game against the Chargers, which they won, which I think they deserve a lot of credit for, actually, because uh, the Chargers' four losses, they were in one-score games with, with the ball with a chance to win. So it's not like the Chargers were getting, you know, that, that, it's not like they're the, you know, the Giants, right? They're, they're a real team. Um, that could absolutely end up in the playoffs, but go to Buffalo and have the worst performance of the season, get absolutely boat raised, uh, go to Philadelphia and um, scrap back into a game that they were undermanned. Certainly bad officiating luck didn't help, but came up short in the end. And then this past week, I think this that was their best chance to really show because the, the Chiefs defense is good, but they're not the same level of physicality that the Eagles and then even the Bills were. So I thought they were pretty evenly matched with the Chiefs and they had a chance to change the narrative. Uh, and then they forgot to show up, which is absolutely nuts to me. Like you were there since Tuesday morning, great personal expense to the owner, uh, all week adjusting to, to the time change. And you're the one sleepwalking through the first half. That to me was jarring, didn't sit well at all. And then the second half, the roles completely reversed. Like the Chiefs just totally forgot to play. Uh, made the same kind of dumb mistakes the Dolphins made the first half uh, and let the Dolphins get back in it. Credit Miami for doing so, having the ball with a chance to tie or even win. Curious to see if they would have gone for two in that situation. Also kind of curious as to why they didn't go for two when it was 21 to 13. Uh, the analytics tell you to go for it there, and it was surprised me that they didn't. Regardless, they had a chance at the very least to force overtime with a minute and change remaining and they imploded. They had four horrendous plays and the breakdowns were different players at every, every play. Um, and they're going to have to now sit on this narrative, not just for two weeks for like a month, man, month plus, because uh, they're not going to get any grace for winning games between now and the Cowboys game. They're not. People aren't going to give them any credit. doesn't matter what they do. Irrelevant. Okay, good. You're the best of a bunch of bad teams. That's, that's going to be the narrative uh, until they finally beat a team that's going to the playoffs and uh, you know, they'll have three chances late in the season, uh, Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills. Um, you got to win at least one, if not two of those going to the playoffs for anybody to take you seriously. Yeah. And, and McDaniel said after the game, right. If you want to change the narrative, if you want the narrative to change, change the narrative. And that's something they won't have an opportunity to do now because even if the jets are over 500, I mean, they're four and four now, if they're, they happen to be five and four, or the second time they play the over 500, nobody will take that seriously. I almost feel like the Dolphins have more to lose than the game when they play the Jets, mm -hmm. because those are going to be tough games for all the Jets' faults and and whatnot. The the division games always, you know, they play tough. Oh, that game, the Jets' defense is legit. That game day after Thanksgiving is a huge, huge, huge yeah. issue for them. Short week on the road, holiday week, um, and and they're playing a team that plays defense really, really well. Um, the Dolphins penalty their way to 17 points in that game on offense, they could absolutely lose. So they, they got to they gotta be careful. But I, I think we need to get back to the broader point, Matt. And 
and and and, I, and Mike McDaniel gave voice to something that had been bothering me for a while. And there's a difference between causation and correlation. Okay. <laughs> um, are they laying eggs <clears throat> in those big games just because they're overmatched? Those teams are better than them. Uh, and the Dolphins are probably the 10th best team in the National Football League, and that's their ceiling. Or uh, ha- if the Dolphins play their game even where somewhere, anywhere close where they should, um, those are games that, you know, at the very least, they could have, they should have won the Chiefs game. They outplayed Kansas City over the course of the 60 minutes. Um, <clears throat> and there are a lot of missed opportunities in that Eagles game, too. The Bills game, their defense wasn't ready for that game. Like they, they just got crushed. Their defense was not prepared. Uh, but uh, I, I do think that they've played really well in six games and they played eh, in three games. And I think you're going to lose the games that you play eh, in, particularly against good teams, particularly on the road. And that's what all three of those games were. Um, I think the Dolphins are 100% capable of playing their best games against the best teams. I don't think there's some mental hangup for, for this team. Look, they're, who cost them the most in that Chiefs game? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill has played and performed at the highest levels. He has won a Super Bowl. He has gone to numerous conference championship games. Do you think a, you know, a, a showdown with the Chiefs has gotten in his head? The Eagles game as well was a bad game by Tyreek. Had multiple drops that could have gone for touchdowns. Uh, do you think he just gets psyched out by these teams? No, he just has a bad game. Horrendous luck for the Dolphins and the narrative that it happens continues to happen against teams that they can't afford to do it against. But I don't think that is an indictment on the franchise that because they've had some bad mental lapses and certainly they lost to Kansas City, not because of physicality, not because of scheme, because they had some mental lapses at terrible times. Fumble six was awful, you know, uh, the breakdown certainly in the last two plays, which we can go through awful, but they still outgained the chiefs. They still had a higher efficiency in yards per play. Um, had the same number of turnovers. They had their chances against the Super Bowl defending champs, maybe the best team in the AFC in a 90% partisan stadium. I am not concerned about them losing to the chiefs in that situation. I am concerned that they keep making dumb mistakes and if you do that in the playoffs, you're going to be out pretty quick. Yeah, that was something after the game. Um, Terry Kill pointed out that, you know, at this point, it's ourselves versus ourselves, he said, right? We have to find ways not to shoot ourselves in the foot because we can play with any team in this league is what he said. You wrote about this for PFN as well, Adam. I, I guess there was some kind of debate amongst other Dolphin beat writers uh, on Monday or Tuesday of, of this week um, about that very thing. But I just want to there's something to that. There was a great stat from Benjamin Solak, who's from the ringer now said that the Dolphins average snap was 10.1 yards from the first down marker, which is the third highest single mark for any team in 2023. Like, so so that's self-inflicted issues. That's penalties. That is missed blocks that lead to some tackles for losses, some sacks. Um, but, But the flip side to that is a lot of that is fixable, right? And that's the optimism moving forward. And it, it, it kind of, you know, you talked about the Eagles game and all the penalties too. But when you're taking snaps ten more than ten yards from the first down marker on average, like that is, um, th- that's a problem. That th- that's a problem. A lot of self-inflicted wounds, and that kind of gives credence to that idea. I, I want to ask you this: um, talk about causation or correlation. Mike McDaniel is uh, 
effervescent. He is an enormous breath of fresh air in this market. He has done wonders for the confidence of Tua Tagovailoa. The team would not be in the position it is right now without Mike McDaniel. However, I do think you can't turn a blind eye to the fact that over the last year and a half, in critical moments, this team has unraveled and has done things that winning teams do not do. And it hasn't been a one-off. It's been consistently. And they very well could have beaten the Bills last year in the playoffs with Skylar Thompson if they could simply get the play in it on time, right? Drops, fumbles, boneheaded mistakes, penalties, all these things. Um, in other markets that aren't quite as fair and and, and have as much gra- give as much grace to the head coach, they would call him an undisciplined head coach. They would. They would say his team is an undisciplined team. Uh, he needs some skull crackers in there to, to, to get them on the straight and narrow. Uh, does he have too much on his plate? All these narratives that I don't think are fair, but they would absolutely – that, that point would come up a lot more in, say, New York, Boston, Chicago, a lot of these markets with a more aggressive uh, media group. And I'm not saying that as a pejorative. I think Dolphins media group is very fair. It's aggressive what it needs to be, but it's not knee-jerk either. Um, but if this trend continues and if they get bounced in the playoffs this year because they commit 10 penalties or because they can't get the quarterback center exchange right, or because the quarterback and the wide receiver aren't on the same page in the most important play of the game, you can say, is there, is focus an issue with this team? And is it because the head coach doesn't have the right secret sauce to make them focus? I don't know the answer to that. Just wanted to get your thoughts. You know, it's interesting. Um, if they get to the playoffs and that happens again, well, they still reach the playoffs in back-to-back seasons, which hasn't happened in over two decades. Um, I think you're seeing different issues, right? You're seeing last year it was the um, it, it was just in the, 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 getting the play in quickly enough, getting to the line, getting the snap. Um, you know, you're not seeing that this year. You're seeing new things kind of rear their ugly heads. I'd be more concerned if these were things that popped up only against, you know, the elite teams. But they're not, right? Uh, Connor Williams has had this issue snapping the ball. Just bad time for that to happen. If that happens against the Panthers, nobody cares. Um, You know, the the penalties, they've been a heavily penalized team as far as holdings go and some of the defensive penalties for two years. Um, So so that's a concern, right? That's a trend. I will will say this. Their penalties and their wins are way, way down way down yeah. like they've the, the 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 splits between games they've won and games they've lost penalties are the most telling statistic more so than turnovers like they've turned the ball over more and wins and they haven't losses it's it's the penalties and then the Tyreek drops he leads the national football league or at least yeah. did uh through monday's or sunday's game in drops with six none has had more um i don't know how mike mcdaniel can coach that Right. I don't know how you can make Tyreek Hill line up in the right spot and not be kind of a knucklehead that wiped a big gain, if not a touchdown. I can't remember the exact play off the board. Um, you know, is that coaching? Is that player? I, I Yeah. Me, I, I mean, know. again, Christian Wilkins is another one, right? Lining up in the neutral zone. That happened mm-hmm. a lot against the Eagles, if I remember right. Um, may have happened against Buffalo as well. And, and those. Is that, yeah, is that on the coach or is that, you know, just one one player having some knucklehead moments? I, I, I don't I don't know the answer to that. And, and they've got to solve it. And I asked, yeah. I mean, I, I had a couple of pointed questions to Mike on Monday about this. 
basically saying, why does your team kind of break mentally in these, these losses? Why, why do they self-destruct? And they absolutely self-destructed in that, that final drive completely. Some of it's on the head coach for getting away from the run minute and a half left on 31 yard line. You just popped off for 40 yards. Maybe one of those four plays is a running play. Certainly fourth and 10 won't be, but maybe, you know, light box, you know, first and 10, maybe you, you see if you can get four or five yards out of it there. I mean, again, um, that, that, that's all fair, but it, it's not on, you know, it's not on McDaniel that, you know, Tua didn't have an extra half second to see that Cedric Wilson was running a go route and he was wide open. Right. Even if the two of them aren't on the same page, the, the Tua's throw had no chance because it was a desperation chuck just to get it out of his hands as fast as he could. Um, is that coaching or is that you're having breakdowns on a banged up offensive line at the worst possible time? I think it's all connected, but by and large, the good teams don't commit penalties at the clip the Dolphins do. Um, and, and certainly in their losses. Or and some think, do and they're not called. And then they're, they're showing on social media all over the place. Yes. Well, you know, there is grand conspiracy against the Dolphins, right? Well, yeah, every fan base, every fan base thinks the refs are out to get them. Yeah. So anyway, um, I I don't know. I don't want to answer for you. I wish I did. Uh, But it's got to get fixed. Like they do. If they were, if their offense, again, we can talk about this too. There's a huge disparity between on the road and at home for this offense. Yeah. You know, even the games they've won, certainly LA is not a road environment. So that's kind of an outlier. Uh, But New England, one of their lowest point outputs of the game of the year on the road, and their other three losses where they score, uh, the offense scored ten points against the Eagles, right? Uh, Twenty points against uh, the Bills, and fourteen points last week. Is does this offense travel? I mean, I think that's a fair question too. Is is the complexity of this offense? Does it only work when it's a controlled environment? And I know it was a neutral site uh, in Germany this past week. That wasn't a controlled environment. That was a Chiefs home game. So um, is that something that can be fixed? That the communication issues that they have, the timing, all these things to make this offense work because this offense doesn't work very well off schedule. I I think we can agree with that. There's not a lot of improvisation in this offense. Um, You know, I'm not saying that two doesn't go to a second read. He does. We've seen the stats. Uh, but if he if the play breaks down, there's no Joe Burrow situation here, right? Like Burrow can extend plays, and certainly Mahomes is the king of that. Dolphins get off schedule; it's not great. Um, you're going to get off schedule on the road, particularly against good teams. I, I I don't have a great answer for you on that one, Matt. Yeah, no. Um, the, the only thing you, you can take away from that is the more reps they get, right? The more chances they have these tough road games the better they can get for it. It's hard to prepare for that, right? How do you improve upon that? Is it just in their DNA and they just need to get reps to kind of improve in that kind of situation? Yeah. I mean, I, I largely on the merits agree with McDaniel that they have the talent and the scheme uh, to beat anybody in the national football league, anybody. Um, Certainly playing these teams on the road is a bear, but regardless, they, they don't lack for enough quality bodies and quality scheme to make it work. They just need to not be knuckleheads in the critical moments of the game. Yeah, for sure. And this home road thing too, is why I think this loss 
stung a lot more for, for a lot of Dolphin fans is because you saw the path to the one seed, really, if they won that game. And now that path, boy, is it um, much uh, more more of a winding path. It, it is no longer a, a straight run because of you're kind of jumbled in now this well, with, they, with this group yeah. of teams. I mean, honestly, they, they they probably to get the ones they need to win out because uh, what are they? They're they're six and three, so fourteen and three will most likely get it done. You need to be a game clear of Kansas City now, obviously. So yep. what are they? They are seven and two. They're seven and two, and they do not have that harvest schedule. They have the Eagles and Bengals left, mm-hmm. um, and the Bills left. I mean, they could very they could very easily lose two more games. I could see that their offense has still got some issues, man. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they could very easily lose two more games. Uh, they, they could be, what would that be, 13 and four? Dolphins will probably need to be 14 and three to get the one seat. Now, right. the good news is five of those games are, they, they will be favored, if not heavily favored, in every single one of those games. Um, but then it gets down to, um, you know, Dallas at Baltimore, home against the Bills. Uh, and of those three, have the, do you ever have a good memory of MT Bank Stadium? Like, have you, have you ever, like, like I, I mean, I've covered the team. Forever. Well, there's, there, there's one notable. Right. Remind me, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, uh, it, last year in the comeback. Oh my God. How did I forget that? That, that, that that's the one. Yeah. But yeah, boy, yeah. that, how you I, know. How did I forget that? For three quarters, that looked, looked like it was going the way of all the other games in Baltimore. Yep. Go. Yeah. So, okay. If you have the, one of the greatest comebacks in Dolphins history, yeah. complain on that. Sure. Then the Ravens game won't be a, an issue. I got you. Um, but I think that's a tough, tough matchup for the Dolphins. Like, Ravens love yeah. running downhill, physical maulers. I mean, that's, they will need, and their defense is fantastic. So the, they, they will need their best to win in Baltimore um, on New Year's Eve for sure. But I will say this. There's no reason to think they can't get to their best between now and then. And and maybe their confidence and their click in. Lamar Jackson does seem to break down. The season goes on. You know, maybe he gets a little nicked up. Who knows? Uh, but to me, that is the only game remaining on their schedule that gives me any kind of anxiety if I was a Dolphins fan. Now, they very well could lose in New York a day after Thanksgiving. They very well could you know, lose to the, the Cowboys – on Christmas Eve, these things could happen. Um, but games that I would go into the game thinking, oh, man, they need, they need a few bounces to go their way. I, I think Baltimore is the only one left in their schedule. Yeah. And just looking at the remaining schedule, that's why this loss hurt because the Dolphins were sitting at seven and two and had a game up on the Chiefs, right? They had the tiebreaker on them. The Ravens have a very tough, tough schedule left. They have Browns, Bengals, Chargers, Jaguars, Niners, Steelers. Those are, and Dolphins. That's a hard schedule for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be feeling, you know, like you, that one seed is, is in play, right? And, and now you're sitting here wondering, um, I, I guess the, the division's probably, you know, something that the Dolphin fans may have been looking over the division before this past this past weekend. Um, now, if I told you before the season, the Dolphins would be 6-3, and three, right, heading into their bye in first place in the AFC East by a game. I can't imagine there would be a Dolphin fan who would be disappointed knowing that back in September. Um, well, I, I also somewhere, think, yeah, pe- people thought the teams they'd beaten would have been better, right? If you go into the yeah. season saying, oh, yeah, man, we we swept the Patriots and we won a shootout against the Chargers, 
Oh, and we blasted the Broncos. Sean Payton and the Broncos, we blasted that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks a lot different than you look at those teams combined. Obviously, LA's got four wins, but three and four for Denver and two, two, two and seven opponents in New England doesn't look quite as good. And then you throw in Carolina and the Giants, who are just absolute train wrecks. Right. People um, thought the Giants, oh, coming up a playoff season, you know. Oh, I, I, knew, be a I, good knew, win. I, I knew they were no good. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but but regardless, so I think still, though, I mean, it, they're in a good spot, right? But the expectations changed somewhere during maybe the 50-point drubbing uh, of the Broncos. I mean, somewhere along the lines, it went from not just getting in the playoffs this year, right? That that was one of the talks, to, to now winning the division, to now trying to get that one seed. Um, and, and maybe we need to realign what the expectations are for the rest of the season, because maybe the one seed – while the ultimate goal, right, to get in the playoffs, have home field throughout. I mean, is, is the, the two seed is still on the table, I, I think. That's within reach, and that gives you two home playoff games. Not only does it give you two home playoff games, it gives you time for the one seed to lose. Yep. You yep. know, so, you know, if, if, you're, if you're the three seed, you're almost certainly playing two playoff – you have to win two road games to get to the Super Bowl, almost certainly. Uh, if you're the, you know, if, if you're the two, maybe you can get lucky and not have to leave Miami gardens. I mean, it's real, it, it is a possibility. Um, but yeah, no, uh, you asked me what the expectations are and I'm going to tell you what they've been the building since day one to win a Super Bowl, And it, that, that has been, if it's, if that's the expectation for Mike McDaniel, who knows his personnel better than I do, those are my expectations as well. So, um, yeah, six and three is great. And I think you can't, you, you shouldn't ding them for playing incredibly well against bad teams. Not, not, not good. They played incredibly well against these elite teams. Um, I think you can ding them for playing like crap in three games. And, and we'll say this, almost any playoff team that they would face, if they made the mental errors that they made against the Chiefs and against the Eagles, they would have lost, right? So certainly the fact that those two teams represented the, you know, their conferences in the Super Bowl last year kind of makes you feel a little bit better about it. But I still, I still think the process stinks, right? I think the process against those two, those top teams, you, the Jaguars would have beat the Dolphins if they made those mistakes, right? The Ravens, the Bengals, they would have beaten the, the Dolphins if they made those same mistakes. So, um, yeah, no, uh, I think the expectations are exactly right that the margin for error to, you know, get to the playoffs. There's some been bad, been, been some bad Dolphins teams make the playoffs, you know, teams that, you know, yes. Yeah, eh. I think the end of the year last year was a bad team. I, I think that was without to have fallen apart. This team, you, you would not be surprised if they got to the playoffs and made some noise. Um, and that's right because they've been building for this year since 2019. This is something that has been the plan all along. So, no, I, I think the expectations finally caught <clears throat> on the exterior, exterior finally caught up to what they were internally. And that's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, um, I, I, I would agree with that. That's kind of how it, it fell that the season progressed. Um, I, I think you know, the AFC East itself, I mean, I think the Dolphins just win. If they can find a way to win five of these remaining eight games. So let's say it's the next five. And they lost all three to those three um, good teams there at the end of the season. That might be good enough to get you to the AFC East because the Bills have four losses already and still have the Eagles, Chiefs, and Chargers on the road. And they have a home game against the Cowboys. 
So they may end up with seven losses easily. So six losses might get you the division at the least. Um, so I still think when you look at where the season is now, winning the not winning the AFC used to be a failure at this point, right? That, oh, that's, 100%. But 100%. There, there's no reason when you look at the Jaguars still have the Niners, Bengals, Browns, Ravens, you know, the, the two seed is squarely on the table, I think. I think it, it'll be hard to, to catch the Chiefs unless they falter. And like you said, and their offense still has problems. Their defense is finally getting the respect it deserves probably because the defense has been among the top two or three units all year. And maybe now they'll get some respect. And uh, if the offense catches up, right, the Chiefs could just take off and, and go ahead and, and run away with that one seed. But I, I think, um, I mean, to me, my expectations change as a fan, and I would be disappointed if they don't have, you know, the two or three seed. If they just limp in as the four seed, win the division, and then have to play whoever that top wildcard team is, that seems like, you know, a disappointment now after what we've seen so far this year. Oh, especially since it's going to be either Cincinnati or Baltimore, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing is, I mean, maybe maybe Cleveland, their offense figures it out. but Or it could um, be Buffalo, which I don't want any part of Buffalo in back-to-back weeks. Right. Um, no, no, absolutely not. I do think, though, that it would be good for the Dolphins if that last game of the season was for the division. I think I think it would be good for them because it would give them a true playoff feel um, at home against a team that has just owned you for the last 10 years, completely owned you. Um I, I think that would be good. That way you can go and secure the two or the three. I'm, I, I'm right there with you. This team is too good to be the four seed. Um, and certainly Baltimore looks fantastic. I don't know if they're built to last with that schedule. Like I, I yeah, think they, they will have a brutal remaining schedule. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it's one of the top – it's number two, strength of schedule left. There you go, number two, 591. Who's number one? Schedule. Bengals. Bengals yeah, are I mean, one. They have Chiefs, Ravens. Jaguars, Browns, two games against the Steelers. And I guess a Vikings team, if you I mean, I don't know what they are, but not necessarily an easy match either. So that's a tough schedule. The Bills are fourth, by the way. The Bills still have Eagles, Chiefs, Dolphins, Cowboys, Jets, Chargers. That's a hard, hard run as well. The Dolphins have five games. And yeah, the Jets games worry me a little bit. The one in the Meadowlands. It pains me to say that as someone who strongly, um, you know, who lives in the area and strongly, you know, dislikes the Jets uh, because of the neighborhood and the fans around me. And when I go out there wearing Dolphin stuff, it's it's tough. But um, the, the defense, like we said, the defense is very, very, very good. And if, if the offense can't, you know, get get the 17, I, I, I'm worried about that game. Like, we'll see. The, well, it's the question, and we're here talking, you know, three weeks off now, two weeks off, whatever it is. Um I don't know if 17 points is attainable for that Jets offense unless the Dolphins give them some points because, A, Zach Wilson is horrendous. Like, he is unspeakably bad. Um, And, B, let's give some flowers to this Dolphins defense for a second, okay? And uh, we've gone – we should wrap this soon because we don't have a game to talk about this week, but let's get out of here on this. Um, Would it surprise you if this defense got hot – and 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 carry this team to the one seed that if they, if they got red hot and you're seeing an offense that that's had its ups and downs certainly the highs of the high of 70 points but 21 points might be enough for a win in a lot of these games down the stretch 
certainly with their opponents that they face, but just that defense is just really locked in now. They're healthy. Ramsey coming back was a game changer. And and I'm going to write about it tomorrow. Uh, we're taping this Wednesday morning. I'm going to write about this tomorrow. Uh, Bradley Chubb is earning every penny of that contract. Yep. Yep. He was every, on my list to talk about, yeah. Every penny of that contract now. We talked to him this week, and McDaniel kind of hinted at it. He got psyched out end of last year and beginning of this year because of the size of the contract and the responsibility that comes with it when you're that big of a chunk of your team's salary cap. He's over that now, and he is just dominating, like absolutely dominating. You put that that defensive backfield, combine it with that pass rush, uh, it's probably one of – it's talent-wise, it's easily one of the t- 10 best defenses in football, and they're finally figuring out the, the, the Vic scheme. Uh, I, I think error is way, way, way up on that defense. And if they – if we do – if we are talking about them in early February, it's because – they're, you know, they're absolutely incredible. 14 points they allowed um, against the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. shut Only 4.8 yards per play, which yards the per Chiefs play. were fourth heading into that game in yards per play. So all this talk about the Chiefs offense being down, they were still, um, you know, pretty pretty effective there. And, and the Dolphins defense, they shut them down. Yeah. So that's the thing is that uh, it's – if the Dolphins figure out their mistakes – they're going to win a lot of games because their offense, like, yes, they scored 14 points and it was dumb. Um, that, that Tyreek fumble doesn't happen in any other game the rest of the year. We will not see that happen again the rest of the year where you just give some, give the team the ball like that in a critical moment. Should have been at the very least 14 to three going into the break and said it was 21, nothing completely different game. There, they, there have been points left on the field every single one of their losses. So, yeah, so the scoring's been down. And w- when you look at the sheet, stat sheet at the end, oh, they only scored 10 points on offense against the Eagles. There were opportunities all over the place for them to score more, um, and they and they didn't. So um, I, I'm still very bullish on this team. I, I, I understand the narrative. I understand why people think that they're choke artists and they, they're frauds and all that. I get it. I just – I would just point to sample size and I would point, I would point to process and how they are in a down in down out basis are one of the five or six best teams in football. And the wins are going to come at some point. Unfortunately, you're not going to have a chance for, for a while, but I'm not sounding any alarms after that chief's loss. Yeah, no, definitely. The defense looks like a different unit, but Ramsey and Howard on the field together. Um, Howard will now have a a week off to hopefully uh, get fully healthy because we don't really know how healthy he was. Ramsey, you know, in another two weeks in between games here to help him get back to what he was. He's still not 100%, I'm sure, as he works his way back. Um, since Ramsey returned, the Dolphins are 11th in defensive EPA per play. I know it's only two weeks. But, you know, here's something. The Dolphin defense struggled early in the year, obviously. And yet they're still just 12th in yards per play allowed this year for the season. And that's only going to improve now that they're healthy. Phillips is back and, and healthy, and, and Chubb is – Leading the league in sacks the last four four weeks, actually. He has five sacks and four. No NFL player has more than him right now in, in that four-week stretch. Um, they're still top five in all kinds of quarterback pressure metrics um, all across the board from pressure percentage, sack percentage, all of that. Um, if the defense you know, can just stay healthy, it will travel, right? And, and I, I think come January in the playoffs, um, it, it, this is a unit that, that I think will, will prove that, you know, th- that they're worth here. 
And there's a lot of money on that side of the ball. Um, I, I think we'll see that that value come in January because I, I think what we saw in Kansas City is probably just a start for what this defense is going to become the second half of the year. Good luck to the Las Vegas Raiders coming off of a loss and two weeks of rest against that defense with a very shaky quarterback situation. Good luck to the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, that'll be fun. And the Dolphins have two weeks to kind of stew on that loss and then, you know, have a frustration taking out game again against the Raiders before they have to then go travel to the Meadowlands in a short week. Uh, so, Adam, that is it for now, I think. Um, we will be back here again next week. Um, for all of Adam's stuff uh, this week, you know, be sure to go to profootballnetwork.com slash Miami hyphen Dolphins. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like us and subscribe. And we will see you back here next week on the Pro Football Network Miami Dolphins podcast. Thank you.